Hello, this is Eddie Duke. Welcome to the weekly podcast at Panther Creek Baptist Church. You know, Jesus Christ is an amazing person. As I look at our culture today, I am convinced the absolute only hope for this world in which we live is Jesus Christ. And every week, I will introduce you to messages that will communicate this hope that we have in Christ. I'm thankful that you've taken the time to catch us here this week. It means a lot to me that you would tune in, and I would love to hear from you. And now, here is this week's broadcast. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you for uh, uh, tuning in here to the podcast on December 13th. Uh, we are two weeks, well, we're one week away from the last Sunday before Christmas, uh, so we're just a little, we're in the 12 days of Christmas now. So anybody want to see that? <laughs> okay, but uh, we're in the 12 days of Christmas now, so we're almost there, and it's, it's all good, and uh, uh, so thankful. i tell you what I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to go ahead, I've lit the candles. If you joined us for the Coffee in Jesus at 7 o'clock, I had the candles lit while I relit them. Uh, just for our service here today, but we've got the candles lit of uh, of hope, peace, and joy uh, here. And next week we'll light that fourth candle, which will be love, and then we'll have the Christ candle in the middle for Christmas Eve. Uh, but it is so good that you can join us here today. I'm going to do announcements, then I'm going to do prayer request, and then we'll read uh, the scripture, and we'll just we'll just jump right into where we are here today. But uh, uh, but the announcements I've really just got. I got two and a half, I guess, announcements. Uh, The first announcement, I want to make sure to let everybody know, we really could use you here this Wednesday night. Uh, This Wednesday night in person, uh, 6.30, uh, we're going to have our business meeting. And, 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 hey, if you can't be here in person, join us online. Uh, You know, we're going to have Zoom available. Uh, we'll probably have YouTube. I think there's a way we can do YouTube for your, if you're a subscriber to Panther Creek. I think we can do that private, uh, so we can do YouTube live for our, of all of our subscribers. Uh, but um, uh, we talked about Google Meet. Uh, we can have that option available for you. But we want everybody that can to participate because we are talking about how we start getting back to in-person. Uh, you know, the governor has already made the announcement that things are going to be open back up tomorrow. Uh, as far as restaurants and, 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 and limited capacity, uh, and we'll, 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 we want to follow that. And so, uh, so this Wednesday night, we're going to be talking about not just coming back to in-person services, uh, but also Sunday school. We want to talk about, you know, when, when we look to do Sunday school again, when we look to do Wednesday evenings and Sunday nights and discipleship training and, and, uh, and our activities at the Christian Life Center. So, so there's a lot to discuss this coming Wednesday, and so we'd love for you to be a part of that uh, with us, and, and we really need your input on that, so please join us. Um, I also want to let everybody know that Christmas Eve, uh, the 24th, uh, we've got four, five time blocks available for you to sign up. If you want to come out Christmas Eve and celebrate in-person Christmas Eve, we will have that online. We, we are always, I'll just say this right up front, we are always going to have online options for you, always. Uh, but so if you want to stay safe at home, that's fine. Uh, but um, but we are also going to offer in person uh, that night. And so four o'clock is our earliest one. We did that uh, for a lot of people that don't like to get out at night now. Uh, so four o'clock, you can come out at the Christmas Eve service and uh, just to, and get, to get home. 
uh, before the sun gets gets down. Uh, and then at 5 o'clock, we have a time block available for you, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. We need people to sign up for a couple reasons. One, we want to keep uh, this small. Uh, we want to make sure we, uh, we uh, keep to social distance while we're doing uh, the Christmas Eve service and to give us the opportunity to, uh, as people move out for a service, uh, before people come in, it will give us an opportunity to clean and sanitize and get all that together. And so... Um, so I'm real excited about Christmas Eve because uh, the ensemble is already working on something awesome. And I heard several people saying yesterday, boy, this is going to be really, really good. Uh, and uh, very, uh, everybody that's involved in that is very excited about it. And, uh, and so I know you'll want to see that, but that, that'll be recorded. And you'll be able to see that um, you know, on up to Christmas, including Christmas Eve. And we will have that on video here during our services uh, for in-person Christmas Eve services. So, so it's going to be really a special time. And the, the other announcement I wanted to make sure I let you know, and this is kind of the half announcement, uh, but um, uh, continue to pray about your gift for the Lightning Moon Christmas offering. You know, uh, a few years ago, I was talking with somebody who'd been in church for a long time. And as we talked about Lottie Moon that year, uh, they said, you know, this is the first time I've ever heard anything about the Lottie Moon story. And it's a shame, uh, really, because Lonnie Moon had such a heart and a love for people to go. And, and her, this offering is in honor of her and her name. And it's just, again, a way to make sure that we're uh, giving people resources to take people around the world the hope of Jesus Christ. And it is, if, uh, if you listened um, and followed along earlier this month, we talked about it's amazing the work that's being done around the world. I mean, uh, in, in with, with tribes and, and in Croatia, that radio pro broadcast that they do, you know, that Lottie Moon supports, uh, the Christmas offering supports, just things like that uh, that are able to be done around the world is just awesome. So, so definitely pray about your giving. We're a little over halfway to our goal uh, as a church, and so uh, just continue to pray about uh, what you'll be giving for that. So I really, really appreciate it. I think that's all the announcements I had. I didn't want to go ahead and let you know about prayer request. Uh, I mentioned this during the Coffee and Jesus time at 7 o'clock, but continue to pray for the Connie Mongold family. Uh, pray for them. I talked to Amber last night. I'm going to be um, here in just a little while. I'll be meeting with Chad, uh, Connie's son, and uh, just uh, talking about some things that Connie had uh, there. And, and just, um, just it, it's, it's very hard. And just continue to pray for them. Pray for Carson Bevel. Hey, Carson Bevel's back home. I, I say home, but he's back at Dogwood Retreat uh, over there in Hartford. And so uh, he's uh, getting stronger. And just as he recovers from his surgery, just continue to pray for him. Pray for Dorothy Crowinkle. Uh, Dorothy, tomorrow, will be having that procedure on her, the wires uh, for her pacemaker. And she has to be there at the hospital at 6 o'clock. Uh, so, uh, so continue to pray for Dorothy. And I know she'd really appreciate that. Uh, pray for the um, uh, pray for the Martin Swanson family. This is Denny's brother, uh, Denny Martin. Uh, her brother passed away out in California, and so uh, so definitely pray for Denny and her family. Uh, pray for Allison Lear, uh, Allison, uh, where Allison lives. Uh, they uh, they had several cases positive, and and so Allison was tested, and I know she's that's really heavy in her heart right now. Uh, so I think she gets back her results today. Uh, so definitely pray for Allison. Pray for uh, pray for Luther Cummins. Uh, I talked to Loretta yesterday, 
And Luther uh, has tested positive where he lives. Again, several cases there. And, um, and Luther is, um, he, he was really, really sick yesterday. Uh, so so can, he's had it for a few days, but continue to pray for Luther. Um, pray for Paul Leachman. Um, Roger just mentioned, uh, pray for Paul Leachman, who may be in the hospital, right, Roger? So, so definitely pray for him. Um, any other prayer requests for those that might be here today? All right. Well, that's the prayer request I have. So, so all right. Well, we'll get into the, uh, I think that's, I always, I always remember something later. <laughs> so I wish I would have said that, but I think that's just about everything that I've got uh, for today. Um, but in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 15 is where we're going to be reading from today. And I wanted to tell you that we've been talking about and looking at uh, this memory verse. Oh, the memory verse. I didn't mention the memory verse. Uh, but uh, uh, the Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. You have until next Sunday uh, to get that memory verse to me. If you know that memory verse, let me know. Uh, because uh, for everybody who knows it, I'm putting, and we've got several now uh, that have done this, but everybody who knows it uh, or has learned it, I'm putting their name in a jar, and next Sunday morning, we will be drawing that name for a $50 gift card. I, I, I wanted to do Texas Roadhouse, but I couldn't find the cards there, so we went with Longhorn, uh, so, which is still really good, uh, but uh, the Longhorn gift card, and so you can win that next week. Uh, just uh, memorize that verse, uh, Matthew one twenty three, and Matthew one twenty three says this. It says, "See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which translated is God is with us." And in that verse, we see the presence, the gifts that Jesus brings at Christmas time. You know, we, we talk about Christmas, and everybody talks about the gifts that they get or the gifts that they want to get at Christmas. Well, that first Christmas, Jesus brought gifts, and we've celebrated these every week. The first gift that Jesus brought that we talked about was the gift of hope. I've never counted these personally, but I've heard in the Bible there are over 7,000 verses that are related to hope. And guess what? Each one of those verses point back to Jesus Christ because that's what Jesus Christ brings at Christmas time. He brings hope. The last gift or the next gift that we saw last week was the gift of peace. You know, when Jesus Christ is the center peace for our li- or of our lives, then he will be the center of peace for our lives and we looked at that last week that jesus brings the gift of peace but there's another gift that jesus brings that i want us to talk about today and this is the gift of joy uh, we lit that pink candle because pink is the color of joy and we lit this pink candle to signify joy and and and, and when i think of joy and you may be like me i i can better define what joy doesn't look like than maybe what it does look like a lot of times. You know, I, I can tell you right now, there's a picture in my mind, I know what joy does not look like. Joy, and, and the picture that comes to my mind, is Grinch. Grinch, before Grinch changes, that Grinch was the picture, really, of what joy did not look like. You know, I, and, and I'll just ask the people here that are here today, what is your favorite Grinch movie? Do you have a favorite 
Uh, I know the old one that they had, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. They have a musical, I think, that's out now on NBC. I've heard it's terrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> so I don't plan on watching it. But, but I, I tell you about faith. And then Jim Carrey had a version out, I think, of, of the Grinch, you know. And, and uh, maybe, you're, you know, if you're listening on, uh, at home, uh, you, can, you can tell us your, your favorite Grinch movie. I'll tell you mine. Uh, mine is kind of surprising to me. I didn't think I'd really like it because it's a cartoon. It's animated. It came out a couple years ago. But The Grinch, uh, you know, it, it was the animated version that came out, I think, in 2018. That is really a good movie. Uh, Hazel and I, a few weeks ago, sat down on the couch, and we started watching a little bit of that. And I really, really like uh, that movie. But when I think of The Grinch, I think of the opposite of joy. When I think of Scrooge and how Scrooge was, in the beginning, that is the opposite of joy. So I may do better at defining what joy doesn't look like than what it does. And so if I really want a good working definition on joy, I go to the dictionary. And I looked up the, in the dictionary this week on what joy is, and this is the definition of joy. And it's a noun, and it says, the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. The emotion of great delight caused by something exceptionally good. I don't like that definition. That's bacon for me. Bacon. Bacon is exceptionally good, and it brings me great delight when I eat it in the morning, but it's not something that lasts. When I think of joy, I think of something constant. I think of something continuing. It doesn't end, you know? And so, so there needs to be a better definition of joy, and I think we're going to see it today as we look in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. We're going to look at the lives of these magi, of these wise people that came from the area of Babylon, and here's what it says beginning in verse 1 of Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Christ would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was, the star that they had seen at its rising. It stopped them until it, it led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. Now, verse 10 is a very key verse of this whole passage because the Bible says, when they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Now, I'm going to share with you here in a moment. I, I know i got five more verses to read here, but in a moment, I'm going to share with you how joy came to these wise people. The three things that they did in order to have joy in their life. So verse 10 says, When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Verse 11, Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. 
After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death, so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll come back to this. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much uh, for your word here today. I thank you for this passage, God. I pray that you'll open our eyes and open our hearts to you, Father, that we may see how joy comes. Uh, Father, how joy arrives, uh, God. It's, it's, it's not something that we can conjure up within us, Father. It's something that comes from above. It's something that comes from Jesus. So, Father, I pray that we'll just open up this gift of joy today and understand it in your word, for it's in your name that we pray. Amen. So I want to come back to verse 10 again. Verse 10 says this, When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Now here are these wise people coming from the east. They are coming again from the area of Babylon. They have been on a long, long journey. I know that they've got to be tired. I know that the trip has to have been a long one as they go through this caravan, you know, and they, they travel all this distance. But the Bible says, despite how dirty they are, despite how tired that they are, they are overwhelmed with joy. Now, there are some other examples in the Bible that I see where people are overwhelmed with joy or filled with joy. And I want us to see because there's a theme here that follows joy. And we first see it right here with um, with these wise people. But there's another story in the Old Testament. I shared it this past uh, Wednesday night. Uh, we were talking about the four patriarchs that started the nation of Israel. And in that, the first one we see was Abraham. You know that. Uh, God had gone to Abraham and his wife Sarah, and they'd promised them that they were going to begin the nation of Israel with a son. And so they were just thrilled at that news. But then time went by. Uh, year after year, they didn't have a son. Year after year, they got older and older. And then they got to the age where we're not going to have children now. It's just not going to happen. But guess what? You know the story. Sarah got pregnant. And when Sarah delivered her child, the Bible says her and Abraham looked at one another. Can you imagine this moment? She is delivering Isaac. They look at one another and they just start getting giddy. They start laughing and laughing and laughing. And as a matter of fact, they name Isaac Isaac because Isaac means laughter. At that moment, through everything that they had been through, they were filled with joy. Now, why did that happen? Well, there's one more story I want to tell you. In the Bible, there's a story of Paul and Barnabas. And Paul and Barnabas are in the area of Antioch. They're in the city of Antioch. They've had happy times there. They've had good times there. But now has come a time when they are run out of Antioch. They are beaten. They are driven away from Antioch. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 13, the Bible says that the followers were filled with joy. Now, why is that? Because why, how could they experience joy during times like these? Because all of them had the same thing happen, and that is this. It all was dependent upon what they were looking for. It all depended, whether it was Sarah or Abraham or the, ma the, ma the magic people, uh, the, the, the wise people, uh, whether it was Paul and Barnabas, 
their joy depended directly on what it was they were looking for. Look with me again at verse 2 of chapter 2. The Bible says, these wise people said, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. Their joy was dependent upon what they were looking for. So the question I have for us listening here this morning and for us that are present here this morning, what is it that you are looking for at Christmas? What is it that you really want to have happen this Christmas? Because that is going to be largely dependent upon how we experience joy or not. A few years ago, uh, I, I, I well, golly, how long has it been? But uh, you probably remember, all I wanted for Christmas a few years ago was a Starbucks mug. I wanted a Starbucks mug. I asked Lisa for it, you know. I didn't think I was going to get it. When, when Christmas came and I got this Starbucks mug, oh, man, I was so thrilled. I was so happy. And, 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 and that Starbucks mug, every time I use it, I remember that Christmas, you know. And, but i got to be honest with you, I don't use it every day. And it's something now that, you know, doesn't bring me joy, you know, because it just doesn't last. Uh, this year, guess what? I've upgraded a little bit. I don't want a mug for Christmas. I want a bike for Christmas. So I've gone a little further down the road here a little bit. And uh, at least I've talked about that, you know, what this bike that I want to get for Christmas. Uh, but, but I know one thing. I know that that bike, if I'm able to get it, you know, is going to bring me some happiness. I'm going to have some fun out there on the road while I'm with this bike. But this bike is not going to be something that's going to last. It's not going to bring me joy. Our joy is largely dependent upon what we're looking for. And the only thing that's going to last this Christmas is Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that if we're looking for Jesus that is going to bring joy for us, all the time it is going to be a constant he is going to be a constant i read this morning during the um during the coffee in jesus i read from luke chapter 2 verse 10 and uh, and and i know that we know it uh, we read this every year for christmas it's a great verse but it's always been very curious to me as i've read this verse in luke chapter 2 verse 10 it says this but the angel said to them don't be afraid for look i proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people and i asked the question this morning that, that phrase, it really jumps out. What does it mean when we say good news of great joy? I mean, I know what good news is. I know what great joy is. But what's good news of great joy? Because that's exactly what the angel's saying is going to come at Christmas. When Jesus Christ comes at Christmas, when Jesus Christ is who we're looking for at Christmas, he's going to bring good news of great joy. Well, what does that phrase mean? Well, this is what it means. Good news is great just exactly that good news and, and uh, uh, you know we're giving away this card uh, for Lawnhorn Lawnhorn Steakhouse for Christmas uh, somebody's going to get that and and when we draw out that name if it's Roger Howard and I draw out Roger Howard's name and man I'm going that's going to be good news for me that's going to be good news that Roger's going to have a $50 gift card. Now, if I draw your name, everybody's going to say it was a setup, Roger. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so, but if I draw Roger's name out of there, that's going to be good news because I'm going to be happy for Roger that he's going to have $50 to go to Longhorn and enjoy that meal. But you know what? The good news becomes great joy to me when it's me that gets the $50. 
When it's personal to me, when it happens to me, it moves from good news to something of good news of great joy. And that's true for all of us. And when Jesus Christ becomes somebody who's personal and real to us, that's good news of great joy. It's good news that Jesus came at Christmas time. It's good news that Jesus came to die for the sins of the world. But it becomes good news of great joy when we know personally that he is our Savior. You know, that is good news. So who is it that we are looking for this Christmas? I'll tell you something else that's going to make a difference in our joy or not. It's where we're looking. Where are we looking for joy? You know, um, help me out here. Uh, I used to listen to country music. I don't listen to country music as much as I used to. But when I was growing up, there was a country song out. Wasn't it Mickey Gillis who's saying, looking for love in all the wrong places? Is it, was, was it Mickey Gillis? Was that right, Avery? <laughs> somebody, okay, somebody online is going to have to help me out here on Facebook. Who's saying that song? You know, there used to be a great song out years ago, looking for love in all the wrong places, because it's true. You know what? We can look for the right thing in all the wrong places. And certainly it happens with our joy. And Google that for me, John, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> but, but certainly it happens with our joy as well. We can be looking for joy in all the wrong places. Let me tell you, the wise people were looking for joy in the wrong place initially. They were looking for joy in the wrong place. How do you know that? Because the Bible says this. Verse 1, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. So the Bible says right here, they showed up at the wrong place. They were looking in the wrong place. Now, they didn't know any better. They knew when Jesus was going to arrive, but the Bible that they had, the writings that they had from Daniel, did not say where Jesus was going to be. So they did the only thing that they could think of to do. Where do you find a king? If you're going to look for a newborn king, where would you go? If you were in England, and you wanted to find the newborn king of royalty there that had been born, where would you go? Where would you go to Buckingham Palace? So they think to themselves, we got to go to the palace of Herod the Great in Jerusalem because that's where we're going to find this baby. But they're looking in the wrong place. When they arrived there, Herod said to his Pharisees and scribes, he said, hey, you guys know anything about this? And the Pharisees and scribes said, yeah. As a matter of fact, we know exactly where to look. And where did they turn to look? they turned to look in God's Word. Because in God's Word, in the book of Micah, it says this, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. I can only speak from personal experience here, but I know this to be true. The times that I've discovered joy have been the times that I've lived and looked in God's Word to find it that is when i've discovered joy that is when i've known joy is when i've looked in the right place to discover it i shared with you this past week you know it, it's it's a curious verse for to me in in genesis chapter 6 the bible says the only one that found favor with the lord after the fall after the sin that had taken place and all the world was wicked the only one that found favor with god was noah 
in his family. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, that the reason why he found favor with God was because he walked with God. He walked with God. And I thought about that this past week. I thought, well, what does it mean to walk with God? It means exactly what we would do when we're walking with somebody else. If I go walk with somebody, that means when I go to the park and I walk with Sydney or I walk with somebody in my family, the only way I can walk with them is if we're going in the same direction. If I'm going this way and they're going that way, we are not walking together. And the only way we can walk with God is if we're going in the same direction. And the only way we're going in the same direction with God is when we're following His Word, is when we're obeying Him. That's how we walk with God. That is looking in the right place. The only way joy has ever come to my heart is when I've been looking in the right place. The final thing here that we see is how did joy come to these wise people? It came to these wise people when they gave the right gift. When they gave the right gift. Did, did you notice that, that? Well, I mean, we know this story. We know that they gave three different gifts. Uh, let me read it here. Uh, let's go down to verse 11. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And we said, we've said before that those three gifts were very appropriate gifts for these reasons. First of all, they gave gold because gold is what you would be give to somebody who was a king, to somebody who was royalty. You would give them gold. And so when they gave gold to Jesus, they were recognizing that he is our king when they gave jesus frankincense frankincense was a gift that you would give to a priest so the priest could use this in the temple if i blow out these candles right now it gives out a fragrance in this room when you went to the temple in jesus's time there was incense and there was a fragrance in the room that always was there when people walked into the temple it let them know that they were coming into the presence of god so frankincense was a was a gift that was given to let them know that this child is going to bring us to god it he was it was a very appropriate gift and then there's one last gift that they gave and that is the gift of myrrh. And people don't like to talk about this gift because this was the gift that you would use. Myrrh was, the, was, the, the, was what you would use as an ointment to prepare bodies for burial. When people died, it was an embalming agent that you prepared bodies for burial. And what they were saying was this, that we recognize that this child is going to be someone who takes away the sins of the world through his death. So those were very appropriate gifts. And while a PlayStation 5 may be an awesome gift to give somebody this year for Christmas, I know Shirley wants a PlayStation 5, but uh, it may be an awesome gift to give this year for Christmas. It's just not something that's going to last. If we want joy to come to our lives, we need to make sure that we are giving appropriate gifts. I'm talking about gifts of kindness. I'm talking about gifts of love. I'm talking about gifts of caring. I'm talking about stepping outside of ourselves this Christmas and going across the street and loving our neighbors. These are appropriate gifts that are going to bring joy to our life. I want to close with this. Years ago, and today in the Word magazine, um, they printed a letter 
that was supposed to come from the third century. It was written by somebody who was from Cyprus. Uh, this person evidently was near the end of their life. They were going to be executed. And, and, and these were their, a letter that they were writing to a friend to tell them goodbye. Again, the third century. And this is what the letter said. It, uh, they, they didn't, this person didn't have a name. But he penned these last words to a friend. He said, it's a bad world, an incredibly bad world. I don't know if that's something we would write today to friends to let them know, okay, this is how we see the world, but this is how he saw the world in the third century. It's a bad world. It's an incredibly bad world, but whether we see it as bad or good, this is what he wrote. But I have discovered in the midst of it a quiet and holy people who have learned a great secret. What is this secret? He writes, They have found a joy which is a thousand times better than any pleasure of our sinful life. They are despised and persecuted, but they care not. They are masters of their souls. They have overcome the world. These people are the Christians, and I am one of them. What is the secret this Christmas? The secret is joy. Joy. And joy comes when we seek the right one. Joy comes when we look in the right place and when we give the right gifts. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for this time. I thank you for this opportunity that we have, again, to open up your word today, Father, and and God, again, to see maybe, God, that we could open up this gift, uh, God, of of joy into our lives and into our hearts. Uh, God, I don't know about anybody else, but God, sometimes I'm better at seeing what joy is not than really what it is. And so, Father, I pray right now, uh, God, that I will see joy as a constant, uh, that I will see joy as not something that I can uh, bring together in my own life from within, but something that comes from above. God, I just uh, thank you so much for this time and for your word here today. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.